Hi, happy February. Hey, I just wanted to pop on here and talk to you guys about Asbury Chapel and the revival that's happening there. I'm sure you've heard about it. If you haven't, it's an interesting thing. I know there can be a lot of difference with opinions and all that, but I just know what it's done in my heart and my experience that I've had with some students, and I just want to share that with you, and I just pray that the Lord will open your heart to hear what he has for you in this. So if you just join me, I can't wait to share what's going on. I just wanted to pop on here and just check with you and see how you're doing. This winter is long. That's all I have to say about that. And it just brings me to a point where I struggle more. Struggle um, physically. I have some aches and pains more um, emotionally. Just bleh. Anyways, I'm sure a lot of us can understand and relate to that. But it got me thinking, and it has really been heavy on my heart, um, what do we do when we struggle, right? Who do we turn to? Who do we have that we listen to? What is the loudest voice in the room for us? And um, just lately with the Asbury Chapel revival has really moved in my heart, as I'm sure with most of you can relate. Um, I know we can sit there and judge if we believe in it or not. Um, you know, back and forth. Really, honestly, if it happened in our own community, in our own church, in our own small group, would we believe it if we knew the people? Maybe. Maybe not, right? So the number one thing about revival is that it starts in our own hearts and it's between us and God. But Asbury Chapel Revival is just about some students that showed up and decided to stay. They felt conviction in their heart to repent, really, and turn to God wholeheartedly, right? Um, the pastor didn't think he did anything special. There was no special music or lights. They didn't even stream it online. Um, those are things that the big C church, you know, um, really cares about these days. And that wasn't what it was about for these students. It turned into that, you know, just because of the news. But the neat thing is, even in the Bible, when people heard of Jesus, they wanted to be at his feet. And that's what caused people to be traveling across the country because they want to be in his presence. But the beautiful thing is, we don't have to travel across the country to be close to Jesus. We get that gift every single day if we're believers. We get the gift of the Holy Spirit in our hearts for conviction and discernment um, and gives us the Spirit. We get that every day when we walk with Him. Um, but I just, you know, like my heart has been turned by it because as a youth leader, um, we wanted to explain to our students, you know, the situation and give them a little insight. And so we did, but we also knew that the Lord would work in their hearts. Um, it's a beautiful thing about college students that could be doing anything. And those that are following Jesus are really big influencers with junior high and high school kids. And they have a gift to offer. And they are. And I love that. And so we wanted to share that uh, testimony with our students this month. And so we did. But we didn't want to force um, something or just make it happen, um, but offer it. And what's interesting is that there's been many times since I've helped with youth that we have presented an opportunity for the gospel or for reflection or conviction or um, repentance and prayer. We have prayer nights, you know, we call it four corners where the leaders all go to four corners of the room and we play music and turn off the lights and we really create an opportunity for the students to just silence the world and each other and hear from God. And there's been times that we felt the spirit move um, and we felt the spirit move this time when we shared about Asbury. But I have to say, it wasn't 
It wasn't us as leaders feeling the spirit move. What happened is the students felt the presence of God. And that was so beautiful. And so I'm grateful that we had the opportunity for the Asbury students and what's happening there to share that, you know, um, and just their fire for the Lord, like Revelation 3, you know, in Revelation, they talk about the seven churches and the last church that John writes about is the church of Laodicea and that they're lukewarm. I'm sure you've probably heard of that. Um, you know, if Jesus is worth anything, he should be worth everything. And that I've just been reading about that. It's just conviction. Like the Lord is there. Jesus is there. He says in three, chapter three, verse 20, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will be with you and I will restore you and I will eat with you and we will do this together and you will feel my presence and I will be with you. I changed the wording on the end of that. Look it up yourself. We live in a world where, I don't know about you, but even when UPS or FedEx guy comes, we know they're not. It's like, and then they leave. When it's not, we're like, stop. Everyone move. Nobody move. Shh. They don't go away. You think Jesus ever feels like that with us? He's like, I know you're there, but I'm going to stand here. He doesn't force himself in. He doesn't come in like a ninja trying to take over our world. He's a gentleman. But it says, if any of you just open the door, it'll be there. And that's what I got to see this week, those students. They opened their hearts to the Lord, and he was there, and they met them. And they were in tears, crying all over the place. They didn't know why. Repenting of sin, writing it down, confessing it to each other. Honestly, us leaders really had nothing to do with it. There was about none of us prayed with students, maybe a couple of them. But they were praying with each other and over each other. Relationships were being restored. It was beautiful. The Lord's doing something in this generation. And I'm excited about it. It just makes me think of my own heart, you know? Who's the loudest voice I'm listening to? Who am I opening the door for? In order to hear from the Lord, you know, how do we actually hear from him? What happened this week is that in the Asbury Chapel, it was revival in our own hearts, and that's where revival can only start is in your own heart between you and the Lord, and he will show up. The Bible says when you seek him with all when you seek him with all your heart, he will be there and you will find him. And I believe it, and I've seen it, and I write it down in my Bible. When I feel the presence of the Lord in a group setting or in my own heart, even I'll never forget those times. But he's always there, like every day, you know? It's like having this buffet of Jesus. But am I giving him enough silence to hear from him? You know, am I turning off the lights of distraction? Am I, am I tuning out the noise and people and my friends and my spouse and my kids and my social media and my shopping list. Do I make room 
we have to make room. And so whoever our voice is that we want to hear from, whether it be the Lord, you know, if you went to, if you went to lunch with me and I was talking to you and you were um, scrolling social media, which I'm not saying doesn't ever happen to me. I do meet with students. Um, or shopping on Amazon or whatever, texting, would you really be able to hear what I have to say? You know, if your boss was telling you what to do or your husband was giving you direction or your child was even telling you what they need from you, would you be able to actually hear what they're saying if you weren't giving them your attention? And so I just feel that conviction in my own heart through this. You know, how often am I making room for the silence in my life to hear from God and invite him in. And so I just have that prayer for us, for this nation, for this world, oh, for these students, in my own heart. So have a great day.